Welcome to Birds and Swords, everybody. Today, we are going to talk about Stray. Uh, my time with Stray, Alyssa's time with Stray. How are you doing tonight, Alyssa? Great. Awesome. So we're going to do a review of sorts on Stray. We are going to partner this with an article. Um, but Stray, the cat game, right? So this had a lot of anticipation leading in. I think a lot of people were excited to play it. So lots of hype. So a lot of people played it. It's still hot right now. I know a lot of people are still playing it. So we're excited to talk about that today. Uh, Lisa and I have both finished it. You finished it, right? Yeah. Okay, so we both finished the game. So we're going to talk about you know how much we like the game. Um, and then we'll do a full review with an article where we dig into scores and more things like that. So overall, I guess, I mean, we'll, we'll have some closing comments too, but uh, overall, how did you feel about your time with Stray? I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I was one of those people that was really looking forward to it for years. I remember seeing just screenshots of general concepts on, I want to say, Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, and I was just thrilled right away. And even though I was super excited for it, when I went into the game, I had no idea what to expect. I really just thought it was going to be an exploration style game where you play through kind of like Hong Kong style city as a cat. I was not expecting such deep, meaningful themes and plot. Yeah. So that was really interesting and exciting. I had a, I thought the gameplay was great. Uh, there, of course, were some things that I feel like could have been improved or expanded upon. But hopefully we can look forward to that with a sequel. Yes. Uh, Blue 12 Studios had this one. They did plenty of media coverage and hype and promotion leading up to the release. Um, if anybody knows me, I'm a huge cat person. They were my no. they were my favorite animal. So I watched some teaser gameplay. I tried not to get too much into it, but I saw enough to where I knew that they gave it the love and care for cat lovers as far as like their mannerisms and how they were. So I was really, really excited to play it. So gameplay, you'd mentioned gameplay. I do think they, they gave it the love, like I said, with the cat mannerisms and stuff like that. I thought it was going to be a little more stealthy than it was, mm -hmm. you know, being a cat and being yeah. a sly alley cat and things like that. And there were some stealth sections later in the game. Um, so I thought there'd be a little more of that. It does have platforming, but I felt like it was pretty linear. Mm-hmm. It's press X to jump to this thing and go across this. I did like how vertical it was, though. You could definitely get up, you know, a lot of yeah. verticality in the levels. So I really enjoyed, um, you know, getting on rooftops, knocking off cans, you know, doing cat stuff. But most of the gameplay I felt like was, like I said, the platforming was linear. And as far as the mis missions and quests go... It was a lot of fetch quests, which yeah. is okay in games, especially if they have meaning behind them. And a lot of this did, but I felt like there was maybe too much of that. Did you feel the same way? I felt the same way. I also felt like we kind of lost the exploration aspect of it as we got further into the game. I think they gave a lot of love and care into the environment of the lowest level of the city. I forgot what, just the slums? Was that what it was called? Yeah, I think the opening um, area is slums. Yeah, I think they gave so much care and attention to the exploration of that where you could just really jump through the city explore so much go through windows up on rooftops and interact with a lot of different things and then it's it felt like the further up you got in the city the less you could do that and the more you were just kind of running between robots legs which yeah. is fine um and the fetching part of it too was fine but i also i agree i would have loved to see a little bit more unique side quests with the game yeah, stuff that pertained maybe to the story a little more. Yeah, and I mean, there wasn't a lot of uh, reward for it either. It was just kind of like, thanks. Yep. Uh, other than the robot with the music, I really did yes. feel uh, 
rewarded with that when he played you his cute little songs that had the off keys i i did real that warmed my heart a lot that was one of the few uh you mentioned exploration that was one of the few collectibles can i even think of anymore i was also kind of thrown off by i don't know if you want to call it combat it felt to me anyway a little forced with the light to fight the yeah zapping the zerks yeah i I was not expecting that i don't i still don't know how i feel about that it felt a little forced to me but i was also relieved to see that it wasn't a big part of the game um once you got out of the slums it was back to the exploration but again on yeah. the ground. And I, I, I totally agree. I thought it was going to be more... Like you said, for- stealthy. Yeah, forced is the right... Like, oh, we we have to have the player kill things yeah. because it's a video game. And I don't know if it necessarily needed that. But there wasn't a ton of it. it did, it's not like it leaned on it yeah. too much. Agreed. And it was fun. It worked well. Yeah. Um, I, I like... Uh, Weapons with cooldown features and having to manage all of that. And, yeah. And it worked and it played well. And there wasn't a ton of it. And I felt like the game managed difficulty really well. I feel like any gamer of any level can play this game. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was yep. just really meant for anybody to enjoy. I never felt overstressed or stuck or anything. Even on the puzzle, if you want to call them puzzle aspects of the game, everything felt really smooth and coherent. Yeah. And a couple of the puzzles, yeah, you mentioned puzzles. And it does rely on that for, you know, when you're not doing a fetch quest, it seems like you're doing some kind of puzzle. Um, one of my favorite ones was early in the game with the clocks. I won't go too much into it, but you read a message and you have to yeah, use clocks. That was awesome. Um, also notice the clocks uh, have 16 hours. Did you notice that? I did not. Yeah, 16 hour clocks instead of 12. I didn't pick up on it until later in the game. I'm like, what? So I don't know what that's all about. Maybe maybe I missed something. Hmm. But, um, you know, basically, you know, I guess uh, transitioning into the story, you fall into the city. You're with your cat friends and everything seems okay. You can tell it's post-apocalyptic, uh, but you fall, man, kind of down some sewage drains and stuff like that into the city that's basically walled off, ceiling dot, you know, it's protected from the outside world because they think it's uninhabitable. Um, so that's where that kind of comes in. So how'd you feel about the story? I was... So I love the plot, the main plot, the idea of the story. I think they had something really strong, a strong base, I want to say. Mm-hmm. I wish they had fleshed it out more. I really love where the creative energy was with this game and the idea that I feel like it was very strongly inspired from... Um, there was a city outside of Hong Kong that was very similar to this. It was a walled off city that the Chinese government and Hong Kong government fought over and maybe it was the British government. I don't know, but it was they couldn't decide whose it was. So it was a free for all. So essentially no rules, no taxes. Everybody did their own thing. And I think that I just saw so many similarities in how they presented the city of just chaos and freedom but also post-apocalyptic, as in these robots inherited human values. Yeah, they make it a point in the story quite a few times to where the robots keep up human, man, what would you call it, routines? Yeah. You know, they, like, they really oh, just... we have these plants, we don't need them, but yeah. the humans did it. Right, it, and they, they, it seems like they really had a deep love and respect for the humans, mm-hmm. and they, they, whether they realize it or not, they act like them. And I think that was, a, I think they could have really expanded on that and fleshed that out and gone deeper with that and made it really emotional um, in even the main plot, the side stuff, anything. I think they could have really do- dove into that, but I think it was a strong base to work with that you are a cat in the city of robots living like humans mm-hmm. and you want to get back out. 
I think that's a really strong base. Yeah. But and there's a certain amount of despair too, because yeah. some of the robots even seem homeless, like they yeah. have blankets on, like they don't really know what to do or what's next or what's going on with their lives, other than kind of clinging to the past. Is kind of how I felt. But I did love that when you, you, so you can interact with them, you can like rub up on them and mark them and stuff yes. like that, and then their faces are like uh, old school tube TV screens, so like a heart will pop, pop up on it. So oh, they still have so emotion. Cute. So I really love those interactions. Uh, we won't go deep into obviously the ending of the story and there is still some human connection that lives on so you kind of see that throughout the game and it's nice uh, that they tied that in that they you know although humans are gone you still have the robots have a connection with them and so does the cat Um, so that was really interesting but simple storytelling I felt like that was still effective and I felt like they did a really good job with the tone the mood and how you felt with everything you know matching that simple storytelling Agreed. Um, as far as how the game looks, um, I thought it was a beautiful, beautiful game. Kind of a cyberpunk city. Yes. Really felt lived in. Still that certain amount of despair. You know, it was always kind of wet or damp. You know, uh, they did a really good job with reflections on the streets and stuff like that. Um, the cat also looked really good. I thought little yeah. cat mannerisms, you know, Fiona cat, you definitely picked up on all of that stuff. And like I said, still some realism, but still cartoony in a sense, I guess, yeah. as far as the art direction, especially the robots. Uh, the cat obviously has some realism to him, but yeah, so the game looked r- really, really good. Uh, lots of bright neon lights and stuff like that. I loved the work with the neons, and I just I felt like every level of the game, you could tell you were in a new area. It was meant to reflect where you were, whether you were... Um, when you're in Midtown, all the neon lights, the yeah. party lights, the clubs, even the robots are dressed different. I think they did a really excellent job of costume and character design mm-hmm. and environment. I thoroughly enjoyed uh, graphics. <laughs> graphics. <laughs> yeah. I think over- overall art direction yeah. is probably how we leverage how they made story work visually. Yeah. And still, it you know you could tell a robot apart from another robot because there were construction robots yeah. and retail robots. But yeah, I thought it was a great looking game. Um, I think it runs at 60 frames a second. Um, so everything was nice, crisp, clean, and smooth. I guess we should have led. The game is available on PS4, PS5, and PC. Uh, Lisa and I both played it on PS5, so we got a good, nice, clean version. And it is a timed exclusive. So I guess we'll see that on Switch and Xbox at some unannounced date. One of my favorite parts about the game, though, was the sound and soundtrack. I thought I felt everything was oh, urban. Yeah. A uh, real urban feel to it. So lots of uh, robot beeps and buzzes, I thought, were really, really good and really cute. So even if they weren't, uh, if you didn't have a dialogue box or they weren't talking to you directly, you could still tell how they felt or how they were communicating to you. And then r- lots of good ambient noises, you know, lots of time spent by yourself looking for stuff. So lots of, you know, dripping type ambient music, but then really good chugging, progressive, intense stuff for like its escape sequences. So I really like the soundtrack. I know you're a big soundtrack and music person. How you feel? I totally agree. I felt like they really utilized uh, sound to immerse you into the city. I think that if I had closed my eyes, I would have really felt like I was there. I I was very impressed by the soundtrack. And it really moved me. Each level felt like you were almost the way that they played with the sounds. You were gaining hope as you move up. And I I was really impressed by that. I really didn't think of it that way. You're right. And then uh, <laughs> I messed up in there. You know, the guy where you go into like the retail store and you have to turn on the boom box. 
Yes. I like didn't figure out how to end that for a second, I guess. And I went and did something else. So every time I walked by that store, it was like. That's what I guess. I'm like, no. Why? I did it. So I did it before you needed to do the quest. I did it so early on. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. And so it was like every time I walked by, it was so loud. And I was like, why is this happening? I'm so sorry, everybody. Yeah, Yeah, that was a bit. It ends up making sense um, in how you work the end of that quest. But I did the same thing just because I think we're both exploration type yeah. gamers so it's like yeah i'm gonna go in this store yeah i'm gonna go in the back yeah. oh what is this that's and exactly then, what happened yeah, that happened a lot music. in the game i felt that i was working ahead of myself on the main plot without realizing it at several points yeah i would do things and be like this is funny and then i'd be like that was part of the plot yeah yeah as far as value and longevity you know it's a short game there's not a lot of collectibles uh you don't level up or anything so it's a straightforward story mode game and but at the same time, it's a twenty nine ninety nine retail. Um, we talked uh, before we went on air. Five, yeah, about five to seven hours of gameplay there. You finished it a little over five. I was mm-hmm. a little more because uh, I streamed the game. But so I don't. Do you feel like there's replayability? You think you'll ever go back to it? I'll probably never play it again. Doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it. I thoroughly loved it, but I don't see any replay value for myself. Yeah, and you're not really a. Got to go get the platinum trophy. No, I'm not I, an achievement hunter by any means. Yeah, I really didn't look at them. I don't know if it. Re- well, actually, I did. I think it requires a playthrough in like two hours or less, or oh. three hours or less, some kind of speed run. Okay. Which I'm sure people have gotten, but I think you know it's meant to be what it is, and that's you know what they did, and especially if you have uh, PlayStation Plus Extra or PlayStation Plus Premium, the game was free, so we're not even paying for that anyway. But you know, at the twenty nine ninety nine mark, you kind of have to expect you know, that it's not going to be this big hundreds of hours of game. Yeah. Um, I do think it's set up for a sequel without ruining the ending. It, You know, it's not obvious that there should be one, but I think there can be one. Yeah. And with the success of it, you know, it's all over social media. You know, a lot of people have played it. A lot of people are enjoying it. So I do think that it's probably going to get the financial support that they need to do a sequel. And I could totally see that working maybe into more of a full-fledged, you know, $60 retail game where they do a little more with it. What would you look for out of a sequel? Man, probably bigger open area, maybe. Yeah, me too. And like I said before, I would enjoy... I'm a huge stealth gamer fan. I know there's not a lot of us out there, but I really enjoy the stealth stuff. And I feel like being a cat plays in really well with stealth aspect. Because some of my favorite stuff in the game was, you know, when I was able to stealth around and be hidden and stay in the shadows. Yeah. I think that plays well to the cat. So I think they could do more with that and yeah and see more of this more of the story because they kind of leave that some of that stuff open to whatever's going to happen next and i still think there's more to explore totally agree i would love to see more open world aspect uh, more exploration i would love to just have a singular city that you can explore and expand upon and grow on and go back to as you need um yeah because you can't even go back you can't travel back once you leave like the slums they're like you can't come back here so you're Mm kind of locked out from previous areas yeah i would just love something bigger with more exploration um especially like i said once you get further up you kind of lose that aspect a little bit i would just love to see it expanded upon especially with like the neon city i want to be on those lights i want to see i just i feel like there's so much they can do and it was such a success this first game i think that they can really produce something beautiful so you think it would work well as like an open world game? Yeah, I think it would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would I also too. love to see a customizable cat. Yeah. 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 
course. Well, I guess we could talk about that. So uh, since the game has come out, the PC community has gone crazy <laughs> with the mods. Um, I saw one guy even, he was doing commissions to mm-hmm. put your pet into the game. I saw that too. He's That's like, freaking awesome. Yeah, give me a picture of your cat. I'll make it. And then you can play as your own cat. And then what were some of the funny ones? Uh, I saw Garfield. You could play as Garfield. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That makes sense. Uh, man. No, uh, CJ that. from Grand Theft Auto. That was ridiculous. <laughs> That's so stupid. Yeah, a human. <laughs> I <laughs> on love all it. Fours. It's so... Oh, man. Yeah, Here we go again. Leave it to the PC community and they'll turn it into whatever they want. Yeah. It's just unhinged. That yeah. whole community. I love it. Yeah. So it, I do think it has its faults, um, I, but I will say I had an absolute blast playing it. I love cats. And hopefully this is the beginning of a series that we're going to love and have multiple entries. And I really think it can be, especially with the reception that it's gotten. But I did have a blast playing it. Super fun. I just love cats. And even if you don't love cats, you know, you know, the whole community seems to enjoy just doing something different. Yeah. I don't think there's been a game where you play as a cat protagonist, at least not in the last. Not that I can think of. Whatever, however many years. Yeah. That's, you know, you know, a full fledged type of thing. But. Yeah, so we really enjoyed it. Um, I would recommend playing it. Would you recommend playing it Absolutely, still? Absolutely, yeah. yeah I, and I mean, we have subscriptions. We played it for free, and that's great. It's great that they did that. But I do think it's also worth the twenty nine ninety nine to play it through. And you know, I think it's good for all ages, too. Kids would love this. It's easy enough to where kids can play it. It's immersive enough and has a deep enough story where adults enjoy it. So definitely, definitely worth a play, I would say. So go out and play Stray, Birds and Swords, recommended. Uh, we really enjoy it. And then look out for the article. We'll have an article with, uh, we're going to break down some of the categories of Stray. We're going to score that. Uh, we'll have an overall feel of the game, some closing comments, things like that, how we, how we broke it down and feel about it. But yeah, definitely go play that. Thanks for listening to our review of Stray. And we will talk to you guys soon. Barn Studio, now open in Farmington, Missouri, is your trusted podcast studio and digital marketing agency that will provide you with reliable results. The Barn Studio has industry standard quality and state-of-the-art equipment that will help you in producing your best work. We offer many services that can benefit your creative endeavor and ensure that it will grow and succeed. We are ready to help with all of your podcasting needs. Be sure to contact The Barn Studio at 573-330-4452 or the Barn Podcast Network at gmail.com for a list of services and pricing. Give us a call, that number again, 573-330-4452 to discuss your podcasting options and marketing goals.